Okay, San Francisco, damn, I thank you for tuning in. Didi LaFrac, keep it real, won't you tell it like it is. Bohemian woman up in San Francisco, talking life plenty convo. Super honest, you already know, the dopest, coolest podcast, yo. Yeah, sharing her life, her stories, I hope you ready, sit back, relax. The sexiest woman is Bohemian Trophy Widow, Didi LaFrac, Hey. <laughs> everybody it's Dee, Dee this is San Francisco Dam for Wednesday October 19th 2022 how are you doing everybody I come to you Monday Wednesday and Friday I used to do daily a daily show for over 900 episodes this is the 920th episode of San Francisco Dam so I'm going to call this, hmm, not Wicked Wednesday, Wendy Wednesday. Okay, it's Wendy Wednesday. Speaking of that, where is Wendy Williams? I miss, miss Wendy Williams. Where is she at? Guys, it is beautiful weather here in San Fran Fentanyl today in the 70s, Fahrenheit and breezy and sunny. Wow, as you see, the title list the name of this show, today's show, I called it Village Ghetto Land. I love my Stevie Wonder. If you didn't know, he's my favorite artist. I am a arch, lifelong Stevie Wonder fangirl. He's my favorite artist. I know that blows a lot of people's minds because they have a misconception about me as a sexist, womanist, bohemian. They think I'm a man hater. How could that be? When my emotional daddy is Stevie Wonder, you got that wrong, see? Walking around this city, but first, I I want to tell you, I do plan on talking more and sharing more celebrity stories. I've got a big story about Roseanne. You know why I haven't made the show about me being on the Roseanne show and what I think about Roseanne? Spoiler, I love her. I know what she said to uh, Valerie Jarrett. I have nothing to do with that. I don't cape for politicians. And my interaction with Roseanne happened in the 90s. I haven't done that. Guys, I'm writing books. I've been talking about my books for a while, for years. Any of you who are authors, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Any authors in the house? Can I hear a yes, ma'am? When my late great husband Richard passed away, I can say now it was completely traumatic for me. It was traumatic. He had a fast-moving terminal cancer, diagnosed with a terminal cancer, like the worst nightmare for the sweetest guy. It was so hard. Really messed with my mind. What I did immediately after he passed away, besides, I think I had some... Uh, grief-infused amnesia. I wrote. I I was just went on writing jags. I have a, I have a big book. I have this big book, interracial romance about this young black girl techie meets this hot older Vietnamese guy. This is like a thirty-five thousand word book. That that book is done. I wrote that book about four years ago. That's done. That's a big book. I want to get that printed like a real book instead of an e-book or, you know, Kindle. And I wrote a variety of stories. One story I wrote back in 2017, I wrote this very interesting story about the, the black manosphere on YouTube, The Misogynist Incels. I wrote this book in 2017 about a down low 
a misogynist black woman hater, but of course, you know the flip side of these guys who talk about how much they hate women. Do y'all know the flip side? (laughs) They are man lovers, yeah. So it's about a down low character. I'm saying all this to say this is I am in author mode. I have books that are being edited. One book is just about to be formatted. I I really look forward to having you guys read my books. Some are erotica. Some, the POV, is from white folks. I have to say this, too. Living in San Fran Fentanyl for so long, since the 1980s, hush. I'm just a little, little chicken, spring chicken girl. I sometimes get tired of these uh, fake progressive liberals that appoint themselves the saviors and they go around trying to speak for us Negroes, trying to speak for black people. That really turns me off about Democrats. It frankly does. Like, mind your own business. Uh, Speak for whoever you are. I got so tired of, like, snubbing those people, uh, not supporting them, not talking to them. I just can't stand it. And besides, that's a racism anyway, to appoint yourself as some unofficial savior, like we are so stupid and we don't know how to read and we don't want to talk. I don't want to get on a tangent about San Fran Fentanyl's phonies. The point I'm making is one of my stories. Now, this story, uh, it is very, uh, the word unique is kind of overplayed, but it's a unique POV point of view. Now, this story, it, it's its almost like Dante's Inferno. Uh, my editor, I just got it back from the editor, and he, he said this reminded him of something that he read in college. It's like a story within a story within a story, and I could give you spoilers, but I don't want to give the story away. I can say in the wee morning hours when I am reading over my edits and editing, I am laughing my head off. They, I guess you could call them black comedies, dark comedies. Well, this one book with the white POV. See, I'm speaking for white folks in this book. The main characters are white. One is a junkie, a fentanyl addict. But this is not my big junkie book. I know, talking about my book, I have the interracial book. I'm not naming that book because I didn't get that name trademarked. Junkie Apocalypse. Uh... That is trademarked, and that is my big junkie book. Now, this story, it's a shorter story, but it is like, when you read this story, you're like, wow. And the ending of the story, I do have characters that are racist, and I do show how people can't be racist but end up getting hypo- being hypocritical because they get with the people that they dis. Ooh, honey. So there's a book with the POV from the white junkie based in the tenderloin. There's a book about a black male a misogynist incel who is an undercover homosexual. And then I have another story. This is, I love this story. I love, 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 love this story. This story is about two gay men. They meet in the dystopian, newly quarantined pandemic hate Ashbury District, March 2020. That's the book is... It's a love story, interracial gay love story. Yeah, you know your girl knows gay people. I'm here since the 80s. Erotica. I love writing erotica. (laughs) Ah, Then my editors say, oh, girl, child. So anyway, today, 
village ghetto land, I'm walking around. There's some areas that are, you know what, I, I want you to look at the video. I hope I have, I'm going to have the link posted. I'll go back and, and add the link. I didn't put it in now as of the recording because I'm editing. But when the weather is hot here in San Fran Fentanyl, and as I said earlier today, it was in the 70s Fahrenheit. I'm shaking my head because it is... Um, What they do here, what they allow, it is evil cloaked uh, under the veneer of being a Botoxed liberal. You have to be evil to allow junkies to live on a sidewalk. I'll say that a million times. There's nothing compassionate about it. There needs to be a system in place. You come to San Francisco, you have to go through, jump through these hoops, get the blood test, get you into rehab. Oh, you don't want to do rehab? Well, you can't live on the street. Oh, you just want to lay on the sidewalk? Well, you're going to jail. Now, those of you who are saying, oh, we have too many people in cages, no problem. They could, these junkies could lay out right in front of your house. They could lay out right in front of your mama's house. People love talking this crap when it doesn't directly impact them. And what I've learned, having my mind cracked from living in the Tenderloin, I have to admit, my mind has been cracked and I'm using it for art. Living around this kind of stuff... And when I hear people try to normalize it, either they are in denial, insane, or corrupt. It's three things for you. If you're a person saying that a hardcore junkie should be allowed to live outdoors in front of somebody's house, you are in denial, insane, or corrupt. You're one of the three if you say it's okay. Because people talk that crap when it doesn't directly affect them. Now... I'm getting my download book edited again. You know, when you're writing a story, authors, you're looking at it, you're looking at, do I cut this word? Do I make this comma a period? Let me cut this piece. Or you reread, you reread. And sometimes you, you, you fast forward and you put yourself in the perspective of somebody who's reading the story. And I'm like, oh, my God, are they going to like it? Are they going to think this is great? I think my books are great. I, I think they're wonderful based on all my experiences living in San Francisco around the homosexuals, the junkies, the rich people, the interracial relationships, la, 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 la. And I look forward to you reading my books. I hope you have a beautiful week. It's a nice week here in San Francisco. However, the weather's going to change. They're partying. It's like they're making hay while the sun shines, the dogs laying on the concrete uh, on a July afternoon. I'm not calling people dogs. I'm talking about a, a canine. They lay out in the hot sun. And before you know it, this time next week, it's going to be back 58 or 56 degrees Fahrenheit. The wind's going to be whipping. Their little human doghouse tents are going to be tumbling over like uh, Dorothy's barn in the Wizard of Oz. Y'all, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Make sure to look at the show list if you haven't. I'll repeat, over 900 daily shows. I cannot believe I did that, but I ticked off that box. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. I am Dee Dee Dam. I trust my vibe. San Francisco Dam.
That's today's episode of the San Francisco Dam Podcast with sexist womanist bohemian Didi LaFrac. Remember to join us tomorrow for another episode. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors. Head over to SanFranciscoDam.com for more sponsorship information. Thank you for subscribing and listening.